The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 51. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous, but this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more, if there happens to ever be more, including SG-1, Atlantis, Universe, and more. I'm Father Cory Stika, taking over from Jack Barzini this week. Fortunately, Lisa Jones and Victor Lambs are here. Howdy, Lisa. Hey, Father Cory. And howdy, Victor. Hi, Father Cory. Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to join our new Discord server. We're having a lot of fun already, and you can join in discussing all of our shows. Get your invite at sqpn.com discord. All are invited to join, even if you're not a Patreon patron. Also, go to sqpn.com merch and get your t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and much more, including, for some reason, a Father Cory collection. I don't know why anybody would want that, but it's out there if you want it. Because if you don't look good, we don't look good either. <laughs> well, we already don't look good. Well, Lisa does, but the rest of us don't look good. <laughs> Today, we're discussing Rules of Engagement, the ninth episode from the third season of Stargate SG-1. SG-1 wanders through yet another lush green planet and runs into an unknown SG team under attack. Or are they? Well, they're not an SG team, but human slaves who are kidnapped by Apophis. They're training for a future invasion of Earth and are awaiting Apophis' orders to attack. But of course, the order won't come because he's dead. Or is he? SG-1 eventually convinces the slave that Apophis is dead. Or is... Oh, okay, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> By showing his last moments of life from the season two episode Serpent Song via <laughs> Hollow Apophis. So what do you think of this one, Lisa? I think this is a great fun one. Just... It's a it's a kind of a twist what we haven't seen before, and it's kind of fun for them to, of course, open the episode with SG One dying again. Yeah, <laughs> you know? again. Yeah, and uh, no, no. I mean, one more chance to see the Deadfall Scott Apophis, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's just or, it, to me, or is he dead? Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. No, it's it's yeah. just a. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could call it Planet of the Week, but it continues the story, but. I like the uh, younger actors that they used, and of course, we see them many, many more times. That's so kind of oh, definitely kind of fun, and, and uh, lots of funny quips in this. Oh one. yeah. So how about you, Victor? Yeah, I didn't really remember this one too much from my initial watch through or subsequent watch throughs, but watching it again now, I appreciated the you know the the witty dialogue, the you know the funny kind of visual gags they put in there, and it is kind of just a really I wouldn't say like filler episode, but it is just a good fun episode that you can, mm -hmm. uh, you know, dive in and watch without having to to worry about like, you know, am I coming in at the right part of the story or, or, or not? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's it's a fun episode. I really enjoy it. And actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, last week and this week, we've been talking about a, a movie that I'm the only one apparently of the whole <laughs> panel that's seen 
called <laughs> The Experts. It's uh, from 1989 with John Travolta, of all people. And it's actually where he met his wife, uh, Kelly Preston, where they were married up until she died, what, two years ago, a year ago, something like that. But um, yeah. but uh, it, it's it's a movie where it's, it's this very similar plot to this, that there's a village in Russia that looks like it's right out of the 1950s. And John Travolta and his business partner are, are shuttled off to Russia to update it for the 80s. And so it's kind of the similar plot of you've got this camp or this village that's meant to train people to fit in in the enemy's, enemy's place. So in the case of the movie, it's, you know, you know, 1980s America. In the case of this episode, it's invading, S, you know, Stargate Command and then into invading all of Earth as well. So very similar plot line there but it, it's it's a fun episode there's lots of goofy stuff uh, i like the uh stun laser tag guns that yeah, looks like a lot more fun one than real laser tag <laughs> a lot more fun than being shot by a real nine millimeter bullet yeah, too probably maybe. yeah or whatever those weapon. tips were that that stun you rather than uh yeah. actually shooting you it's it's funny you were talking about the experts and i just it just popped into my head that they did this plot on voyager too with like species 626 or whatever it was and on Voyager, where they had that planet of everybody pretending to be human so that they could infiltrate, you mm. know, Stargate or eight, eight, whatever the, you know, <laughs> the, the computer generated insect people were on Voyager. And I think, you know, it's a plot we still see today, only it's kind of interesting after the Matrix. Now it's kind of a virtual reality thing, like where, mm -hmm. you know, the, the plug people into virtual reality to see how, you know, they react to, to certain situations uh, prior to infiltrating. I think that was a DS9 plot early in the dominion yeah it's it's a fairly too. fairly common plot especially when you got the military involved i think but but it this one was kind of kind of fun because yeah you had the younger the younger uh actors and everything you know and, and of course a lot of them are recurring actors um yep uh captain rogers is somebody who's he comes back that actor comes back three or four times uh, captain nelson that actor comes back about six times just in sg1 I mean, so yeah, he's yeah, nine times. I, yeah, Deion Johnson. I, I was thinking, where have I seen was that it? guy before? And and I looked him up on IMDb, and it's like, oh yeah, I saw him on Stargate eight other times. Yeah, well, they, they're they're all actors too, or like all of them. You know, it's like yeah. they, they're all you know actors who you've seen behind the scenes or involved in this, that, or the other thing. Uh, and both so of it's, them, it's kind of fun. Lots of acting in Vancouver. So anything made in Vancouver for the both of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all over it. In fact, I was looking up Dion Johnston because, you know, I knew that he was in Stargate a bunch. So I was looking him up just to see what actor, you know, what characters he played in Stargate. And number one that came up for him on INDB is Sweet Magnolias, which I know y'all aren't watching because it's a girly show, but it's on Netflix. Ew. And he plays a romantic love interest on that. And I've watched both seasons. It is funny because when I watch it, I kept thinking, man, he looks familiar. But I couldn't put my now finger you know. on it. And I just saw it. Our, it was like, that's uh, it. That's why our, it's familiar. Our, our magnolia is really sweet, though, because I grew up with a magnolia tree. And, you know, I could tell you those leaves aren't aren't very sweet. No, but they're huge and lots of fun yeah. to climb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with a next door neighbor with one. But no. Well, you, you know, of course, of course, we you know we hear about the ill-fated, ill-fated SG Eleven. I, mm -hmm. I I think that's the one team that gets lost or killed or trapped or whatever more than any other team. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I think Gordon Lightfoot wrote a song about them at some point. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, of the SG-11. <laughs> yeah. It's on Gordon's gold. <laughs> we need that for a closer song. But, yeah. um, but you know, of course, we know that Captain Connor was, was on there, who we saw at Spirits. Well, unfortunately, he's no more. We know that he's dead now. So mm-hmm. now they're going to have another. Next time we hear about SG-11, it'll be another, another group of people. Poor guy. Um, I totally didn't pick up that they, they were running like a running gag that way. Like I was like, SG-11, that's very familiar what happened to them. And yeah, <laughs> it is pretty much any time anything bad happens to happen off screen to an SG team. It is SG-11. Yeah. Good, well, there's good catch there, on that one. Yeah. There's one episode when uh, Daniel was missing. And he was somewhere, you know, he wasn't uh, in the episode. And that's because he was with SG-11 for something or another or, you know, he was being loaned out to SG-11. So that, that's kind of the bad luck team, apparently. Um, I think it would have been SG-13, right? Yeah, no, apparently not. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we of SG-11, it oh, took them a while. Yeah, the bad news bears there. 13's a little too on the nose, perhaps. So 11 <laughs> yeah. works. Maybe so. Um, going back, I, I, going, I mentioned the stun guns, but going back to them, I, it, it's actually kind of an interesting idea, though. These, you know, They're using the gold technology to stun people. And, uh, but you know, it's a good thing that they weren't zap technology, right? you yeah. know, cause, cause, uh, Jack gets hit about what, six times before he finally gets stunned out. Yeah, what was up with that? They hit everybody else like once, maybe twice, but Jack, there were what, at least two different guys shooting him. Uh, Daniel had a big lunch. Carter was already a little sleepy. I don't know. Yeah. What, Teal was already in deep state of Kelmarine at the time. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, they went for rank. Oh, Colonel, get him. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. But you think it's a nice, those, nice opening kind of scene, right? Because it looks like SG yeah. team shooting SG one. Yeah. And what are the, what are those guns called? Those stun guns? The NTARS. I N T A R. What's that short for? And, and that's short for what's that for? NTAR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that one. Yeah. That was such a good line. Not not NTAR Tutankhamen or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Intar, blah, blah, blah. No, just Intar. Yeah. And we'll see him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an episode of Proving Ground with season five, I think it is, that they basically, they oh, got yeah. all these Intars mm-hmm. from this camp and they use them now to train their, train their recruits for Stargate Command, mm-hmm. which is like brilliant. Uh, I, I did like the fact that they actually had bullets, you know, actually had rounds in the gun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like some of the laser tag stuff where that I even like I've used in the air force, you know, back in the mid nineties about this time where it literally was, there was just an empty magazine that you smacked into the gun and it would count the number of your shots and you had to drop the magazine. There was nothing in it. Huh. This actually had yeah. rounds in the, the magazine. Wonder if like Heckler and Koch has uh, like filed a cease and desist order against the Jaffa for, you know, knocking off their, their MP five design there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll, they'll go to the planet that that sent uh, sent the team to to jail, you know, to argue in front of their, yeah. their court. <laughs> yeah. Our pun- we have one punishment. You must go to jail. You knocked off the guns. Therefore, you must go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to the prison planet. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was that was that was really cool. Um, I, I did like how when SGC arrives, like they happen to have a booby, like a hatch right next to. Mm-hmm. Where, where they show up that the guys can yeah. pop out of and like zap them and stuff. Yeah. Um, I almost said booby hatch, but that was the, the Daniel Jackson episode a few episodes ago. But, <laughs> yeah. That was, I think the one name we didn't call. It. Yeah. 
a foxhole hatch that maybe we'll call yeah, it foxhole yes yes that that's the correct military term that's a better term no you know, yeah. the term you use is probably the more accurate military term but yeah <laughs> so it was, and, it was uh, i liked i liked how the uh you know it, as sg of course once they wake up in the the med tent and they're trying to figure out what's going on they're figuring out well this you know they they, they see that it says SG, their patches are X's, so it's uh, mm-hmm. SG Team X. And they're like, oh, great, you know, Mayborn is doing this one, mm-hmm. NID is doing this one. It's like, nope, it's Apophis. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, because you would think it would be kind of maybe a Mayborn thing or NID, but it was a nice twist that they're, it's it's uh, Apophis, it's the, it's the ghoul trying to figure out how to infiltrate Earth. And they did such a good job, I mean, with their yeah. accents and what they said and stay in character and... And then when he, like one Those, guy says a, a chapa eye, and they correct him, Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> there was kind of the stereotypical military training attitude and voices, like when, when someone would give like a reporting statement, they would scream it at the top of their lungs <laughs> and stuff like that. Sir, no, sir! You know, that kind of thing, you know. And I, I, I almost get the feeling that was on purpose. It was meant to be just that little bit of, you know... They're going off of stereotypes of mm-hmm. what military training is to create this camp, not what actual military training is like. <laughs> you know, stuff like and, that. Uh, it was just it's just little little keys like that where you could tell this is not they were not real humans from Earth. They were humans. We find out they're slaves mm-hmm. from Earth from other planets that are humans. They're not uh, Jafar, Jafar, but they they are uh, you know, but they they are doing kind of the training as they think training should be done. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like how they didn't like, you know, if this was written by Alex Kurtzman or any of the, uh, you know, bad robot people, they would have dragged this plot out over like four episodes. Like, who are the people in the camp? Like, why yeah. do they wire it? And they, they tell it to us. I like, actually wrote it down. It was like nine minutes and 40 seconds into the episode. You figure out, oh, OK, they're they're humans who are enslaved mm-hmm. and they were trained by yep. Apophis to fight, you know, and I was like, OK, good. Now we can actually have a story rather than, you know. Having half a season of like, what's going on? Who are these people? What's in the box? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, and uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Hibbard, I like them. He's the first one that, that captures them. Okay. And, uh, you know, they sit up after being stunned. He's like, you know, no talking. You're supposed to be dead. You know, calls yeah. Daniel Jackson four eyes. And <laughs> yeah, I, I love Daniel Jackson. Got You got really offended by that. He's been called a lot of things, yeah. but don't call him four, four eyes. He's like four eyes. It's more like I haven't been called that since fifth grade. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not usually something an adult says to another adult, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to work that into more of my more of my uh, workplace conversations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As Four Eyes has shown, the financial results for the results for this quarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't don't do that, people. I'll say Texas is hiring if you need a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Might be able to clean some. Uh, rest stop uh, bathrooms there <laughs> after that but yeah <laughs> but i did find out corn and cotton are indigenous to north america there you go yeah, yeah. exactly and, th- and then if and then information could save your life someday yeah well <laughs> you, you never know when you're, you're hungry you're gonna need yeah. corn so you where you go north america uh, yeah exactly <laughs> I, I love how <laughs> yeah i love how like like proud captain rogers is when he's like spouting off his like knowledge of human like you know culture and stuff he's just like so pleased that like the jaffa masters are here to finally test him you know and he's top of the class and stuff um so that part was very nice um 
very good uh, interaction between Teal'c and uh, Jack O'Neill in this one as well. Mm-hmm. When when Teal'c yeah. takes over as the Master Jaffa and calls Jack his underling, yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> they call him Thank Master you, Teal'c. underling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you notice Teal'c just once he figures it out, he just like yeah to attention. He puts on this whole. I mean, he just goes full on into his, you know, just well. Head well, he goes full off, Master yeah. Braytech. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It's yep. like, uh, yeah. And then like, when, <laughs> like there's this. one scene where Daniel's like, well, we don't need to do that. Or, you know, recall them. What was it? Recall them from the field. And then Tilk's like, yeah. yes, we do. Like, go get them now. You know, it was yeah. great. And Daniel's yeah. like, okay. Well, then, then O'Neill, you know, they're standing in front of, uh, stand for the troops after the uh, uh, hollow Apophis first shows calling him to attention. And he goes, you know, Colonel Neil goes, Master Tilk, if I may. And Tilk's response, this is Colonel O'Neill. He is much loved by Apophis. Right. And Jack's look is just priceless. Yeah. The cringe, right? He's like, I've only killed him twice. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so the main plot uh, hinges around uh, the U.S. military losing a bunch of weapons <laughs> and abandoning them on the battlefield. And then uh, a bunch of, uh, and then in this in this version at least, they they do the right thing and they they try to get their their weapons back before they can you know be used to hurt innocent people who don't know that they're playing with with live ammunition. In this case, the rules of engagement, which is the central theme of this episode, um, that the that the Jaffa masters have left them with uh, very you know strictly prescribed that once somebody has been injured for real, they flip over to like kill mode yep. and. Um, now they're playing for keeps, and so they, the you know, SGC has to has to stop them before they all kill themselves. Which well, I love each other. The, the rules of engagement, where they actually have you know section two, paragraph four yeah. states. It's like I I don't see the Gwold and Jaffa yeah. having that much organization, where they actually have a book <laughs> of rules of engagement with sections and subsections and paragraphs <laughs> and articles, and I just don't see yeah, that. They, yeah, they would. It'd be. I know it's it's not the Ferengi culture here, right? They'd call it like the tech mall or something, and it would be like, you know, 10, like, you know, Jaffa commandments or something. It wouldn't be the articles yeah. of, you know, confederation yeah. or something here. Maybe, maybe Nelson <laughs> maybe Nelson wrote it himself. He seemed like a by-the-book rule follower kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> he had some spare He's time. the one that actually gave him paragraphs and <laughs> section yeah. numbers and everything. Fix this for you. <laughs> <laughs> when in the course of rules of engagement it becomes necessary to yeah so. he's just writing down every little thing that the Jaffa masters say and then organizes them there's always one of those in every crowd you know there is yeah 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 now now master you said last week in article four of shut up yeah. yes shut master up. That was fun. Yeah. They didn't. No, as it, I was thinking, they didn't give, uh, usually Daniel Jackson's kind of that guy, right? Wants to parse everything, but they did, he didn't have, the he and Carter. He was pretty quiet in this one. Do. Yeah. He, he was along for comic relief, you know, when, when Tilk and Jack couldn't provide it. Although I think Richard Dean Anderson got a lot of mileage out of one half of one tuna sandwich in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you talk about chewing the scenery. He was like chewing the props. And, <laughs> chewing yeah. The now the important mm, question was that actually a sandwich. Ooh, they've been sitting under. That actually didn't look like any. Just mm, no. 
Yeah, most tuna sandwiches don't have that tensile strength to like hold together through an entire scene. It would have been like, you know, kind of dropping out and stuff. But yeah, we get his first of his mini Homer Simpson uh, mm -hmm. impressions, I think, in this episode with the mm, tuna. <laughs> yeah, the, and, the, the, uh, the tuna fish torture. Yeah. <laughs> when they said I, it's poison, he said, you bet it's poison. It's hospital food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the deal this, with hospital food? I was gonna say, you know, have you have you eaten military food? But actually, yeah. I was pretty fortunate. Where I was stationed, we had good food. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it was it was oh. it, it was interesting though. That I mean, the the one that uh, was it Rogers, the Captain Rogers. Mm -hmm. He 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 was he was probably the easiest to convince. Mm -hmm. Because he at least he was willing to start talking, and and then of course once once they showed uh, Apophis dying, you know, good reuse of footage from season two, right. um, that was you know enough to convince or, him. But or was it because they they filmed uh, you know new scenes for the you know giant hologram, and the first time he appears and it's Apophis in front of the American flag, that was I think like a nice ju juxtaposition there, where Apophis yep. is like blessing the troops in front of like you know like he's patting or something in front of the big American flag. Yeah, like the intro to the movie uh, Patton, <laughs> but um, but I think they ref they refilmed his. I, I would need to go back and check, but I mean, it seems a lot of effort to put him into that makeup just for that one scene. But I I think that was new footage, but I'd have to go back what? and check. Unless it was stuff they filmed but didn't show. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it, it was it was edited. I mean, it, it, I know for a fact that it was cut shorter than yeah. normal. But I I would be very surprised if they would go, even go through the effort of doing the. The paint, the, the the mask and everything for yeah. 30 seconds worth point. of footage. Um, it could be cutting room floor footage. It could be, you know, just yeah. like I said, you know, they, they took this, the, the whole last scene of him and cut it down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But it, but I, I'd be, I, I didn't go back and look, but I'd be very surprised if they, they did any more because that's easy for them. That's easy for yeah, them. Exactly. I mean, all it is right. a little bit of, you know, of course, a little bit of CGI to make it look like a, uh, you know, a VCR tape recording of it and or not even that they probably just played it back on a vcr tape who knows um <laughs> but then well, and then they, having him floating in the air above that's that's easy yeah. cgi even back yeah. then well so. as as long as they could match the frequency to the ghoul the oh uh, vocum there okay yeah, yeah. techno geek tell me what was that <laughs> what Oh, well, okay you know, the, i mean the, the, the laptop well the laptop was an ntsc laptop and the vocum and was, was a pal, pal. yeah so so it NTSC and that's is North why, American TV standard. Yeah. PAL is like European TV standards, and they run at different frequencies. That's and that's why British people think they're so good at Sonic the Hedgehog because they're playing it slower because yeah. the refresh rate <laughs> 50, 50 hertz is a, a good like sixty hertz a second. Yeah, it's it's a good like what twelve percent slower or whatever. Do I don't know. even know, but it's try playing it. At the full like speed and see how good you are at Sonic the Hedgehog. There, well, anyways, and, that's and, a long-standing beef I have with, with with flat panels and yeah. HDMI and everything. It's basically pointless. You know, it, it everything runs at the same speed, which okay. oh, by the way, happens to be sixty hertz. Huh? Wonder who won that one? Yeah. Point. No. <laughs> oh, and, no, and then they was, bring in that was just the typical. Yeah. You know, that was a typical techno babble they had to put in there to explain yeah. why. Sam Carter couldn't immediately make it sync up and go, you know, it, it had to, it had to, to take time. Gave her something. To yeah. Do, right. They, yep. they brought in, that's, brought that's in Braga to, she yeah. did in this episode. Yeah. 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 Well, she got to wear the, the camouflage yeah, face yeah. paint and look not like her at all. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, they are. It's like they didn't put the face paint on underneath her chin, which I don't know. Is that like normal in like the military? Would they not like I camouflage? You would cover every up. inch of skin, but I never yeah, had to do so it. So like if you look up, they're like, oh, there they are. Bang. You know, but yeah. But yeah, Bron and Braga was brought in for the techno babble. And then they apparently brought in Mel Brooks to punch up the script at the end because we get a couple like, you know, is that clear, Daniel? He goes, what? And he's like, good. You know, let's go yeah, in. Exactly. And then we get like, and then they, we get out like the bring in the vacuum, the vacuum. Whatever, yeah. you know, so yeah. we get some of that uh, Borscht Belt, uh, you know, well, vaudevillian. The, the What's it there. short for? You know, that was another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, they could bring Mel Brooks in to punch up any Stargate script and I wouldn't complain. Yeah. Oh, and then Dom DeLuise is coming up and he was a regular uh, Mel Brooks, uh, like, repertory uh, actor. Yep. So there you yep. go. Oh, yeah. Is that next? It's well, coming up soon. Least. Yeah. Maybe Dom DeLuise was like their script consultant. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that would be fun. It's like, but then they come in. There's like, the, you know, that really <laughs> so, cool. so Victor, what, now what was yeah. Roger's original name? His non-Earth name? Do you have that? Uh, Rafigacy, sir. There you go. You did better than did, I did. I didn't even bother trying. That's why I threw it to you. Yeah. He's, he's spelled yeah. <laughs> Actually, he, he says it and then you turn on captions and it's, it's R-O-P-H-I-A-P-G-I-S-Y. And so that's that's his uh, well, that's his dead name. He's Captain Rogers. Oh, now he's Kyle. Yeah. yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Can we call you Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jack gets told to go to Sokar. Oh, yeah, so there you good. go. That was good. Yeah, I'm going to use that. You know, somebody makes me yeah. mad. Go to Sokar. Huh? I'm You'll just going to use that yeah. whenever. Yeah, I'm just going to use that whenever somebody <laughs> offers me a tuna sandwich. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Wait. Even if I order it at Subway, I'm still going to tell the sandwich artist that. You know, it's funny. We've gotten how many SoCar references this season. It's it's quite a few, actually. And we've got the big yeah. SoCar episodes coming up in a couple. And I wonder, were they hoping SoCar would become the next big bad Gould? Or it was it just fun? Yeah. Audiences had SoCar fatigue by, by now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think he could have been. You know, you have like basically Satan as like your enemy, but I think that probably would have taken them into like various theological or, you know, philosophical Mm -hmm. aspects that, you know, this isn't supernatural where they can like fight Lucifer for 10 seasons or something, you know, or the or I, it would, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And besides, we already had Sokar as Satan last episode that somebody missed. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that was. <laughs> yeah. It was a real quality episode. I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> not y'all. Unbeliever. Yeah. Show. Unbeliever. yeah. I had to go to Mass. So be... when they get all the live ammo, so you got the, the final challenge. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that sounds like the, you know, the, the final Jeopardy round of you know, a game show or something. It's, it's time final for the final challenge. challenge. It should have been theme yeah. music. Or like, but, uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, you know, SG one's just saying, oh well, they've just got some you know live ammo. Yeah. Oh no, they got stingers, M sixties, M seventy twos. They've mortars. got you know mortars. They got like, wait a second, tow missiles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because because Kyle tells them it's like, oh yeah, you know, just the MP fives you've seen, and then they, suddenly they're like, you know, they have the Browning M fifties and the tow missiles and the mortar shells exactly. exploding, and they're like, what? <laughs> what else do you have? You know? Yeah. That was I think there there's a lot of funny episodes in this ep- or funny you know moments in this episode and I think that was I, I wonder yeah. where they got all that though I mean did they did they have somebody who stole it from 
somewhere or did they recreate it all or what? SG-11 I mean, didn't travel at, light. Yeah. Gold's pretty didn't good travel about light. Uh, recreating stuff. So, I mean. I got a laser printer or a, no, 3D printer. And three, I just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they steal everything. Yeah. That, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Where'd they get all? That's a lot of weaponry just to, maybe they raided the alpha site. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably, probably. Well, that happens eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so another funny. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Jack. Uh, Jack calls Hammond my lord. Yeah, that was, was great. Yeah, that was that was a nice moment. Yeah. <laughs> Hammond doesn't get much time in this one either. He's just kind of no. quick enough to brief him and go again. Fra- Frazier, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, Jack O'Neill, I mean, it's not really a subordinate, but he strikes a subordinate like like General Patton there. <laughs> right. He was like, he just, he just totally like hauls off on uh, Captain Rogers there. He's like, play yourself together, soldier. He did. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. that's not very professional. You notice they tried no, to isn't. use that whole Jack kept saying they're just kids. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were trying to harken back to, that, <clears throat> you know, the movie first season, you know, um, yeah. They're just kids, that whole thing. But I kept thinking they don't look like kids, but um I guess that was trying to trying to make it more empathetic. And then you think about it, yeah. they could have just been like, Look, they're just gonna go out there and kill each other, so we we don't really have to fix this. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we could just let that's them That's not what SG one does. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's not what they do. So they they show the little moral they, they did a- they did a good job of hiring like younger looking actors until like the Jaffa who had actually like the live staff weapon at the end who actually like blast the guy like he had like the full like goatee and like, you know, bouncer physique that most of the Jaffa have like he's only on there for a couple <laughs> seconds. It's like, OK, like you just hired him because like the costume fit him, you know, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but uh, well, there's the uh, the the first one that we see that that when they're in the uh Med tent when it, Hibbert is his name when he comes in. I mean, he looks like the, looks the pimply well. faced teenage high school kid geek, you know. True. So he definitely fit that part. True. He did. He was the young one. Well, and I thought it was great yeah. that it gave us the whole explanation of his his trial, his his time yep. doing all of this. So I like how he just pops up with stuff. Yeah, yeah. I also, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I never told you about this very important aspect of his life that would have been really nice if SG-1 knew it before they walked into this situation, you know. And the other yeah. thing about this episode, so you've got all these episodes where SG-1, they're like incre- incredible fighters, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody else around them are like stormtroopers who can't hit like the, yeah. the flat side of a barn, right? And in this episode, it starts out, and it's the same thing with... um shoot yeah i can't think of things when i want to think of them the people with the the, the one of the other races the flowers in the hair oh oh the knocks it's the same yeah. thing right all of a sudden they became really terrible at fighting and shooting and stuff, oh yeah right? when they try to kill apophis and they're like oh no my first shot didn't kill him what do i do i guess i just stand here and wait to be shot by the enemies oh. but it felt like it was, yeah it was oh dear those, right like Usually they, they could take everybody out. They're really smart. They're good, you know. And this one, it was like, oh, darn, we're dead again. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just kind of, I, I like how they, I mean, I, I, 
Trust me, I'm not going to hold it against the show. I just think it's fun the way that they use that when they need to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's always that aspect. Of, yeah. They're as accurate as the plot demands. Yes. That's a good way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I like don't like you know episodes overstaying their welcome, I thought this episode could have used a little bit more of a wrap up. Mm-hmm. You know, like the giant Apophis shows up and says, these games are over. I'm dead. Pop us out. And then like, it's like everybody looks at each other and goes like, oh, okay. Like, and I would have liked to have had like at least a line of dialogue about like, well, you know, we've, you know, half the people returned to their base and like half the people are joining, you know, the SGC because they have no place to go. And yep. we'll just like, you know, they're cheaper than Malps. We'll just like send them through the gate to determine <laughs> if, the, <laughs> if the planet has, because the they keep losing UAVs, right? And they want to give the UAV a, a swift kick in the CPU, as they say at the beginning right. of the episode, just, you know. Okay, so that's a whole nother one. If this show had been made today, or let's say the last five years, uh, they would see this video and then they would all argue, had it been edited? You have yeah, exactly. No deep fake. A deep fake? Yeah. <laughs> deep fake. They, That's just Apophis's face on a Peter Griffith moment right. from Funny Family Guy something. And then you think about it. Apophis <laughs> got into the sarcophagus how many times? So they see him die. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just yeah. And I guess if they had been able to film that. like. Yeah. And if they had been able to film new footage, they would have had him say more lore like, gosh, I never thought I would die. But here I am. I'm at the end of my life. And I guess I'm dying now. And, uh, right. You know, rather than just like die. I'm afraid. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess that was good. The I'm afraid was good because yeah, for their god to admit that he was afraid of dying, that was good. That was a that was a little powerful punch there. Yeah, but still, if like if any like religious person on this planet like like saw a movie and it's like, hi, I'm like you know deity of your choice, and I'm afraid and I'm dead now. It's like you would have been like, okay, yeah, it's like you know, okay, so that's an actor who's you know I don't know what you're trying to achieve by this, but. You're not fooling anyone. Well, I mean, look at look at what was the latest uh, uh, Boba Fett, right? So you've got Luke Skywalker shows up, but it's not. Yeah. It's not Mark Hamill. It's another actor, nope. and they just CGI'd his face. So I can yep. just see people nowadays being like, "No, no, yeah, words aren't real." Like, no. <laughs> yeah. There were people, people were a lot more trusting uh, yeah. back in the late 90s. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. So with that, that happy note, <laughs> we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who made, made it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Ron L., Deacon N., Al R., Mary S., and Renee C., their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow this show and all the SQPN shows at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or other podcast apps. We're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash starquestmedia. To find previous episodes of Secret of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media or on Twitter at SQPN. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Forever in a Day. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Father Corey. And Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Tune.
Nah. And thanks, Father Corey. <laughs> And once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. And I'm going to go give the, the uh, UAV a swift kick in the CPU. Yeah. Yeah. Give, him, give it one for me, too. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>